91, I've been a menace, for real. Born riding and exposed, a rose in a garden full of hoes, a flower better souls where the flowers never learn, they can go, they can grow, they can, they can be something. I'm a bird, I'm a bird, look at me front. Been confused and obtuse, gotta mean something. I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't mean nothing. Mama, look around, what you gotta say? You probably never gave a fuck about me anyway. I know I'm foolish cause I love you with my whole soul. But I keep running so I ain't gotta go home. I don't wanna go home. Running from the fire in my brains in my ozone. Running from the pressure till I cave in my own home. You don't understand the obsessions that I got. I need love. I don't feel that shit a lot, nigga. Been alone from the motherfucking jump, man. Every battle, every hurdle, every hump, man. Bitches either feel it or they motherfucking don't, man. Time to draw the line and do the motherfucking main list. And now I'm talk about myself, nigga, oh no You don't get it, you don't feel it, nigga, oh no Where I'm from is a nightmare, not a smoke show Niggas never make it there, they never make it, oh no, nigga, it's a For me, a collaboration has to start again like planting a seed See if your chemistry works together And then you have an exchange of ideas So if someone just comes and says, work, work My initial Yo, welcome to another episode of So You Want to Be an Artist, the only podcast that's for the artists, by the artists, each and every goddamn week. My guest this week, am I allowed to call you a very close friend? No. No, all right, okay. It's a a girl that I know and I admire greatly. Her name is Angel Hayes. Am I supposed to say like hi? Yeah, you're supposed to be like, Woo! <laughs> yeah. boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Shots fired. How are you? I'm really good. Good, good, good. Thank you for finding some time in your busy schedule to sit down and, and chat to me. Sometimes I want to stab you, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Please don't. Let's just make it through this interview before you do any bodily harm to me. First question that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast. What is art? Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I think art is like probably a multitude of different things to people. To me, though, art is expression. It's unhinged. It's, wow, it's unfiltered. It's literally the most vibrant parts of myself. My phone, I'm a thought, sorry. Um. Yeah, it means everything. I mean, it's the way that I think, speak, talk, act, feel. The sometimes truancy of emotions, the prominence and the prevalence of them. It's just, it's not just painting. It's not just singing. It's not just talking. It's being. So you believe the art is kind of mostly, the best way to sum it up is the human experience in itself. Yeah, it depends. it depends on if you consider yourself an artist if you consider yourself an artist artist so many different things to you it depends on whether or not you consider yourself an artist i think if you consider yourself an artist then every walk is different like it's like no two people walk the same mm. you know some people walk slumped over some people view the world differently some people see colors you can't even imagine and that's just what it is well i like to go by the belief that everyone has the potential to be an artist but what do you think stops people from believing that themselves i don't know discouragement I mean, I think a lot of people have started to categorize, like I said, what art is. And to me, it's not a one particular thing. Like, I know people who I would consider food artists, you know what I mean? Or like like freaking wordsmiths who are artists to me, you know what I mean? So it's 
I guess it's when people start to express themselves in a way they deem artistic and someone goes, oh, it's not really that, you know, or it's more of a painting or it's more of a you sing or you songwrite or you whatever. That's not just art. I like I like sculptures. I like architecture. I think that's art. You know what I mean, I like so many different things people wouldn't consider to be art. What do you do outside of music that, that you consider art? I paint uh, photography. I'm a bum in like really artistic ways because sometimes it's like just divulging and being sad or whatever. But pretty much everything I do is surrounded by my craft. I think that's what type of person I am. I'm only oriented by the things that make me feel passionate. What is it about sadness that makes it so easy to make art about? Because everybody can relate to sadness. Everybody can relate to a weird feeling in your stomach that tells you something's not okay. Everybody can relate to happiness. Most people don't like to say that they can because it's one of the most fleeting feelings, but sadness stays. It can become permanent. And that's what we all know between each other. And so sadness just pulls at you. It pulls at your heartstrings. It pulls at your vocal cords. It pulls everywhere. Was sadness the reason why you started to, to make music? Yeah, I was super sad. I was like depressed even. Um, but sadness was the thing that brought me to my passions you know what I mean and then that gave me a reason to be happy and so like now I'm rarely ever sad unless I'm dealing with like a fuck girl or a fuck boy <laughs> which is corny but um music makes me happy expressing myself makes me happy being an artist makes me happy and it's not so much of a fleeting feeling anymore it's something I've kind of attached to I know you found music relatively late in your teens mm-hmm what was it like having all of these emotions that you f- must have felt were foreign or that maybe you only felt and then to find music or to find a microphone? What was it like that first time you indulged? I was stupid. I did like a remix to 50 Cent's I Get Money with my <laughs> brother and some friends. I like I really only started writing poetry. When I wrote poetry, I didn't think much of it. I just thought, you know, feelings on paper or whatever. Um, and then I met a boy and he told me you should turn this into something like make it music and I was like I don't know how to make music but long story short he taught me and the feeling of like hearing myself back was like insane because all I could remember is sitting up being a kid I lived in New Jersey and there was this guy downstairs from me named Benjamin and he snuck me up like a CD player of Eminem songs and like crazy things that like my mom would have died if she knew I was listening to and I would wait until everyone went to bed like midnight I would stay up from midnight until 6 30 in the morning listening to music on repeat freaking watching MTV music videos VH1 insomnia like I feel like we have to kind of contextualize this a little bit for people oh, who yeah, might yeah. not know your story because they'll be like what why is this why does why this are you seem doing this like yeah why, a creep. It, why are you hiding watching mtv and listening uh, to eminem cds well i grew up in a cult a religious cult um it's an apostolic pentecostal faith-based thing in detroit and the whole thing was you can't wear pants you can't wear makeup and you cannot listen to music secular anything worldly anything that was unlike god so the most i heard growing up was gospel music and I love gospel music because it's, it's made me because I used to sing in a choir like a loser. But I always wondered, like, why? You know what I mean? Why can't you listen 
to what they're listening to. My friends would come to school and say like things like, oh, I've got milkshake on me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was so stupid and like uninvolved and it made me like want it more. I think that's why I ended up becoming an artist because I would literally have to find crevices of time where I could just hear something. It would be down to me living in New York um, and people would drive pie with like Nelly's hot in here playing on their speakers super loud. And I would know it. And my mom's like, how do you know it? Oh my God, I hate my friends. <laughs> anyway, my mom's like, how do you know it? And I'm like, I can memorize anything. It's because it's I've always kept it so near and dear to me, I think. Um, but yeah, the moment that I heard myself back, I felt all those emotions, all those moments where I was like, wow, I'm in this pocket of time and I can relate to something and someone feels like me and someone blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I wanted to make that I wanted to immortalize that, like to make that permanent for me. So I listen to my records. I don't listen to um, Dirty Gold, but I listen to like Reservation and like, you know, Back to the Woods even. And it's like a snapshot of time where Why I can you listen to Dirty Gold. Uh, the major label thing, they really kind of like threw me off with that one. Um, a lot of things happened around that that I wasn't okay with, like even down to the release of the record and all the things that I had to take from them. I just don't like it. It makes me feel like, I'm listening to an enslaved version of myself mm. and all of the things that I wanted to make. My album didn't really make it and they're in some vault now that I can't access. So so you feel like that, you can't listen to that because that's not an accurate portrayal. Of yeah, it's not what I are. wanted it to be. It's not the snapshot I wanted. It's not, it's nothing that I wanted. Um, but it's something that I did. Do you not sometimes listen to it back for growth, to nope. realize growth? I haven't listened to Dirty Gold since December 31st, 2014. I'm not joking with you. I don't. I don't play it at shows. I don't do anything. I don't We indulge. play Battle Cry. Battle Cry doesn't count. Me and Sia did that together. So it's like, now I'm like, no. Um, but anyway, besides that, it's like you always get to capture those moments in time where you're like, fuck. I was there. I felt this. I did this. This is tight. Or it didn't make sense. Like lots of things. I had no clue. I was even talking about myself in songs that I was writing. And you like write from yourself. But then when you listen and you give it a space, you can actually relate to yourself. And you're like, what the fuck? Damn. I can't believe I did this. Or I can't believe I felt that. It's really cool. Your kind of rise to prominence was pretty quick from the time where you first found music to the point where you're making songs for the top 40 with Sia. Mm -hmm. That, that journey was relatively quick in comparison to maybe most other people's journeys. Mm. How do you navigate then that whole industry field when it's been so quick? How do you adapt to it? I don't adapt because everything changes every single day. So there's no point. There's no purpose in adapting. I think that the only thing you need to adapt to is you. It's why people consider some people one hit wonders and like hit chasers. It's the difference between knowing that everything that happens is a trend and you can't be a trend. So I post up. I mean, I just think about music. I think about myself. I think about my fans. I think about my reality and I dwell there. I'm never really interested in industry shit. Mm. How much have you compromised your music? Or compromised your beliefs or what you thought you wanted from music in order to keep creating? Hmm. I compromised a lot making my first record with a label. Um, and I wasn't down to compromise like I am now. Because I learned like 
you know, compromising doesn't always mean selling yourself short. Mm-hmm. It means that you break away pieces for you to grow more. You know what I mean? You open up for more things. And back then I was not open. I was like, yo, this isn't fair. I don't get to say what I want to say. I don't get to be who I want to be. I don't get to blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, that's kind of tight. Like if someone tries to pigeonhole me, it's like how much of myself can I fit through there? And then how much more growth can I take along with me and take from situations? And so now it's like different. But I definitely feel like everybody has to compromise at some point. Like you have to say yes when you want to say fuck no. You have to do so many different things to be an artist. And once you feel founded in that you and that artistry and that whatever, then it's like, I don't compromise for shit. Like people, no one can get me to do anything I don't want to do. But then also, if I don't want to do it, I always ask myself, why? Are you scared? Are you like, do you want to stay the same or do you want to be better? Um, And I mostly choose to be better, so. So I was having these thoughts this week about how many great artists there must have been that we never heard about because they were too stubborn to compromise. Yeah. Just so they could get to our ears. So many people never make it out of the basement or whatever because Mm -hmm. they don't want to compromise what they think that they should get from this experience. And I was also thinking that if you love your art form more than you love yourself, you're always going to trump. But if you let ego stand in the way and love yourself more than you love making music, painting pictures, writing words or whatever, then you're always going to be holding yourself back. And especially in a sense that you don't know what's best for you. Like you Mm -hmm. think you know what's best for you and you have all these ideas of what will work, what is the magic combination of things that will work. But really you don't know because like you said- judging off a moment. Yeah. And you're judging off of- It's like my mom always says to me, so it's a Bible verse. If a man loveth his life, so shall he lose it. Like if you love your life too much, you don't realize that that's going to be the one thing taken away from you. And so you can't, you can't like, I don't, I don't mean you can't love yourself enough, but you can't like be that set in your ways that you can't move forward. Like a lot of that has to do with the pride of an artist too. Like artist's ego is like, fuck. Like I wouldn't even lie. My ego is like insane. But humbling myself and being humble by circumstances in life actually taught me that like, wow, it's better to start humble than to start cocky. Mm. It's better to understand that when you walk into a room, everybody in the fucking room can do something that you can't do. You're not special. You're just someone with a different sort of message. You know what I mean? And I don't think of myself like, oh, art is invincible or my art is invincible or my ego is invincible. I think of myself like, fuck, you know what? I'm eager. I'm eager to learn. I'm eager to be a better version of myself. I'm eager to change shapes. I'm eager to like literally be so many different things. I just can't say no to, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like, hell no, I will not say no. Do you feel like you should be in the driver's seat with art as the passenger? Or do you think that you should be a passenger in art's vehicle? Um, a passenger, definitely. It's the only way you get to see the things you talk about. You let the art drive you, and then you see the scenery. You and then it's, the you take it all in, yeah, and you're just like, I trust it. I trust my art. I trust its direction. I trust my soul. I trust my talents. I trust everything so much that I don't even have to watch it. I'm in the, When I'm in the car with people, I'm like, yo, are you looking at what you're doing in front of me? Like, calm down, like you're speeding, or you're like, whatever. But metaphysically, if that was like, me in a car with art, I would just be like, go haywire. Because I know even if I drive off a fucking cliff, whatever's at the bottom is going to be something I want to see. 
sometimes I feel like I should write questions down, but then I just don't like doing that. But then I get these little pockets <laughs> where I'm like, oh, fuck. I was too busy listening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to think of another question. So now, how long, did it, how long does it take you to realize that? Or what do you have to go through to realize that? Because it's one thing hearing you say it, mm-hmm. but I feel like people don't learn until they've been through it themselves. Yeah. Well, someone told me, someone actually very recently in my life um, told me, they sat me down. It was actually like a meeting, a label meeting. And they said, you know what? You weren't ready when you started. And she said, every great artist Every artist, period, whether you're great or you're not, or you're something, whatever, like has to fail. You have to know what it feels like to fail at what you want before you can even consider yourself an artist because that's what's going to drive you. All the lows you've seen is what's going to make you want to be better. It's why now when I make music, I have like, you know how many fucking songs I have. You know how much effort I put into it. It's like, I don't give a fuck anymore because this is what's important to me. This is, it teaches you like the value of your art, the true value of failure teaches you what you're worth and you don't ever want to go through that shit again. And so you have to, I think in order to get to a point where you're like, I trust myself, I trust my art, you have to fail. You have to shape shift. You have to compromise. You have to do everything that you don't fucking want to do. And then you're like, oh, this is what I really want. So if you know failure and you know what that looks like, what does success look like to you? Success looks like floating. To me, it's like, I can do whatever I want now. I don't care. I don't, money has never driven me. It's never been like a fame thing. I don't give a shit about how many people know me. I care that no matter what, whenever I step on the stage, I feel everybody connect to me. And it's amazing. It's like, it's astounding almost. I'm like, wow, this is what art can do. It can bring a billion people together who don't know or care or like even see each other and make them one person and i love that shit that's success to me is getting to feel that every time i perform it's amazing if you think that music has that power to to unify people do you feel like it's artist's responsibility to tackle the issues of the world no because we need everything. Because if we were all just talking about everything that's wrong, we would still be wrong. We'd be like literally murky with depression and it's fucked up. We need people who talk about nothing at all. We need people who talk about only turning up and drugs. And we need those sectors of the world to constantly drive us towards looking for the things that are more emotive. You know what I mean? Digging deep inside of ourselves, trying to figure out the things that are wrong with us and shit like that as humans. You use music, you use art, you use everything, philosophy to relate to life. If we were all just talking about what's wrong, you know, what the fuck would we learn about us? You know what I mean? How would we move forward? How would everything change? Change starts within. It doesn't start with people protesting. It's like, literally, I can't talk shit. I can't talk about, there's so many issues that I don't ever speak on because I'm like, wow, never been there. Don't know that emotion. Don't know that emotion. (laughs) Never been through that. You're so annoying. (laughs) Don't don't know that emotion. Dead serious. Like I could not offer anything to that discussion. So I can talk about the things I care about passionately, like, because I've been there with those things and I've felt myself through those things. And now I can be an activist for that sort of situation, but you can't always. And some people are not smart enough either, like at all. So no, art is art. Politics are politics. Activism is activism. And if you're lucky, sometimes you get all of that in one, but not really. But, but you she- have that with Kanye. Kanye does that. He's very political. He's very like 
Uh, he, I, I mean, I mean, black new slaves. Like he's very yeah, vocal true. about everything. So you have true. that. You have that person, but not everybody's like that. Yeah, but then he, uh, yeah, I guess so. But then sometimes it feels like he contradicts himself. Like and that's he'll say art that too. shit. That's contradiction. Well, yeah, that's just being a human being and, and growing. You're always going to be completely different to what you were however long ago. But then it does it does feel like he contradicts himself in a sense of he'll say some shit about new slaves and then he'll run around like fucking... You mean like consumerism? Yeah. And like how... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's a, that's a business at the same time. So now you have Kanye, an activist, a politic, I mean, a po- politician, an artist, and a businessman all at the same time. Mm. four different hats who are you dealing with <laughs> yeah shit must get muddled up every every time yeah i mean at, at the end of the day i mean at least he says something silence is compliance most people don't say shit and most people will never say anything because it's more like oh neutrogena would not like that <laughs> you know like it's it's cool to to rebel even if you can't fully do it so what you said something mm. But if you only make songs about turning up and doing drugs, isn't that silence still? Yeah, but that's their choice. Again, silence is a choice. Like there are black artists who will never say anything about Black Lives Matter because that's not what they like, you know, are about. It's not what they are versed in. It's not their whole calling. They are there to talk shit about what they want to talk shit about. And like we didn't hire them for that. We don't pay for concert tickets to see them talk about, you know, what's going on in the world. We pay to see them. And that's it. And if they care, that's a bonus. That's tight because then you have someone who stands up for what they believe in, and you have someone who says whatever you know to whatever. Um, but if not, then you can't. You can't really be mad about it. You just have to be like, okay, well, either I choose to support you or I don't anymore. Because right, you go find something that exactly I'm go for. go find someone whose views are aligned with yours. Because there's definitely an artist out there for that. But if chance, if change comes from within, what sparks the fire? Seeing the world literally like Like, travel yeah but i mean not even travel like turn on the fucking news you know what i mean and then you you identify with like wow what could i be doing to make life better what could i be doing to make myself better because if i partake in some of this stuff like we don't think about it there are terrorists right there are people who kill people for no fucking reason there's so much hatred in the world so much bigotry but then we'll all as individuals say oh god that's so wrong you know what I mean? F- 50 people are killed in a club in Orlando. Oh my God, that's wrong. And then we go out and we vote against them being able to be married. You know what I mean? doesn't make sense. Mm. Your actions don't comply with what you say. So if you're going to say, oh my God, that's wrong, then that needs to be wrong in every facet of, of the meaning. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it, it's just like, I don't know. I think people need to think more. Like there's a root to everything. If you think about it. What do you think the route is? I had it when I was coming to meet you yesterday. I sat outside in the car, in the Uber. The mm-hmm. driver was like, man, how do we like make change? Or how do we make things better? Like, why are people so negative? Or where does all of this bad shit come from? Are people inherently good or are they inherently evil? Like, where do you think it all stems from? I think people have a choice. Choice is dangerous because it it lets you indulge in either side of yourself. We're all born split down the middle. And I'm like, I believe in God and I believe in like, you know, the the idea of someone dying for our sins so that we could choose whether or not we were going to be moral or immoral for our entire lives, our journeys or whatever. And so you're born with the will to choose. 
That's a freedom. That's that's up to you and where you are in your life. Like I've had moments in my life where I've been hurt or scarred over something. And when I was, you know, faced with the choice of good or bad, I chose bad because why not? You know, why not hurt someone else like I've been hurt? People why not do whatever? You, so why not do yeah, why not, you know, and then you get to a point, which is the point I am in now in my life where it's like, I don't care if you hurt me. Me inherently as a person, the first thing I think of is, okay, fine. I can deal with it. I've been through worse, but I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to hurt anyone else. I'm not going to do anything that's violent or vengeful or anything because it doesn't get anyone anywhere. And it also makes me much worse as a person. And so the root is choice. You can choose. And whether or not you know yourself, you know what I mean? It's up to that. It's up to where you are in your life. It's up to your mentality. It's up to your emotional like capacity. It's up to everything that's inside you whether or not you want to do something about it. Some people don't care enough. It's true. It's true. Yeah, one day. One day. <laughs> people will get it. I hope so anyway. What do you do to make sure that you stay out of your comfort zone? Mm. If you do get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes I don't. I mean... What stops you? I don't know. I'm a fucking ambivert. Or actually, I'm like really just socially awkward. I spent a lot of years of my life being homeschooled, so I didn't develop like the social whole, skills. Yeah, I really didn't. <laughs> that explains a lot. To yeah, every, shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> it takes like it literally takes like breaking the ice with me. Like I'm so I don't have any like bad intentions, but like I look, I think I look bitchy. You know what I mean? Because my face is so serious and I have such amazing cheekbones. It's like awful. <laughs> no, but anyway, like. <laughs> I think I look bitchy to people and so they, they don't know how to approach me and then when I feel the vibe from them, I just get scared and I run away. So I'm like, okay, fine. I don't know how to do this. Um, lately though, I try to meet people I don't know. I try to walk up to people and have casual conversations while I'm out. Like yesterday I was with um, a guy at the Grove and I'm, I think I met like maybe six different people. I had no clue who they were and we were just talking for like however long about personal shit. I mean, one girl even had the gall to ask me if I ever had anal sex. So like, that was Have very you? out of my comfort zone. Fuck you. Care. I don't care. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Anyway, um, yeah, I just, I try to do the things I normally would be opposed to doing, whether it's going to a party. I am awkward at parties, but I've been to a few. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I'm just trying to be better at being outgoing. Because if you don't go out, you don't get out of your comfort zone. And what about musically? Musically, you- working with mad different people. Working with myself too. Like being by myself is definitely putting me out of my comfort zone. Whereas I'm used to having instruction or having someone there to bounce ideas off of. I'm forced to kind of create solely from myself. And I think that's cool too. So mixing How- it up and then not mixing it up. How long do you spend in a studio by yourself per day? I don't know, 15 to like 17 hours. Some days, some days I spend that much time in the studio with other people. Mm. How do you feel about the stuff you're working on at the moment? I think it's, it's a different layer of flesh for me. Mm. Um, another step forward though. So I'm pretty stoked on it. I know you're doing a lot of production yourself. 
why you deciding to take that side of it into your own hands? Because I hear things the way producers don't technically hear it sometimes. And I feel excited about ways they don't go sometimes. And so I figure, why not go there myself? What's taking you this long? I don't, what, what the fuck do you mean this long, Kane? Literally, I'm fucking 24, bitch. Don't play your <laughs> games, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think it's like... Uh, you have to have confidence in those areas. Like I couldn't sing in front of people before. Now I can sing in front of anyone. It doesn't really matter. Um, I didn't know that I could play instruments by ear, but I know that I heard melodies and then just finding them on the keyboard or like TK has a trumpet now where we like <laughs> he's teaching himself to play trumpet. Like literally having friends who like don't have any like, you know, like technical training, mm. but know how to feel things taught me to feel more for myself and to, and to feel more for my craft and to do it. The distance between you and what you hear and what you dream and whatever you want is just action. Very profound of you. Shut the f- Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what? I'm going to fucking stab you. Literally, no one makes me angrier than you. All right, this is the million dollar question. Why do I make you so angry? Because you're an asshole. That's why. That's fair enough. Yep. I hope you're the only person that thinks that. I hope everyone else thinks, oh, he seems cool. He, nope. knows, he knows how to bring out the best in people. He knows how to bring out the bitch in me. So there's that. I mean, I think that... I will stab you if you say what I think you're going to say. I was going to say, I think that you've said some extremely profound and thought-provoking things in oh, this okay. interview. So Thank you, Kane. Oh my God, so nice. I just called it an interview. Fuck, it's a conversation. Yeah. in this conversation singing i feel like a lot of people don't even really know how great of a singer you are even still because i don't think i have many songs that kind of showcase that i'm more like chill with the shit because it's not like to me about like proving that i have the ability it's more about doing the things that i hear and feeling the ways i feel about it i love like low tone shit i don't know why ever since i was a kid tracy chapman amy winehouse um my favorite ever, ever, ever. God, you had time, Annie DeFranco. Like her voice is just one layer and it's always right in the middle of her throat and it feels like it's copying her emotions. It's beautiful. I don't know. I like it. I feel like you didn't answer my question. I don't know. I just said <laughs> I don't freaking do it as much because I like to not showcase the whole like, yeah, I can sing like I can sing like Beyonce songs. No problem. I can sing Whitney Houston songs. No problem. But I'm not like an artist like either of those two. You know what I mean? Like mm. for me, it's about being calm and subtle, especially in the sing the songs I make where I'm singing because I want it to feel warm and like encapsulating and not like, you know, my rap shit is already so hard. Like, imagine if I sang just as hard. I would be an annoying bitch, like, literally. Like, I would be like, turn this bitch off. I get it. You can do shit. Like, go away. Like, for me, it's important to have that contrast. Really stark. Do you wrestle with the the expectation of, of people expecting you to be a hard, aggressive rapper? No. Fuck people. I mean, I'm not finished my question yet. I don't yet. care. No. That to me is why I feel like a lot of people haven't heard of a lot of the good singing songs that you have hidden away because that you, there is an expectation and people want to hear the harder rap stuff. Like you even do it yourself when you tweet, what do you guys want? Do you want a singing song or do you want a rap song? Yeah. And the, for me, the, the response to that is usually pretty mixed, which is why I'm like, 
I guess it's why I've started to do songs where like I do both in them. So it's like I'll have a, a verse that's singing and then something like maybe six bars that's rap and it's super like whatever. Um, I don't want to ever feel split down the middle though because I'm not I'm not into boxes. I'm not into cages and shit like that. Like what's the point of having wings if you don't use them, you know? So I don't know. How much do you sacrifice for your art? Everything. I sacrifice literally everything to be able to wake up every day and record and document my life in ways. I mean, like, whether it's in regards to people, relationships, money, whatever, I don't care. I put it all on the line for music every single day of my life. It's crazy. Is it hard to find someone that will love you knowing that you'll never love them as much as you love music? Um, I think it's hard to find someone that will love me, period. It's like, no. Amen. <sighs> Bitch. <laughs> anyway. No, it's it's really hard because, like, a lot of people, like, want normalcy, you know? And they want a bedtime with their significant other and they want things like that. And I want someone whose passions keep them up as late as mine keep me. You know what I mean? The things that they feel and think about, they can't sleep for. I want them to put everything out there for what they believe. And if I have to come second, I'm just standing there in admiration because I don't see people do that ever. I see people throw their, their dreams away, throw their hearts away, throw their gifts away for love when it's like, wow. You know what I mean? There's so much in the world and there's so much love everywhere that the stereotypical like bullshit marriage by 30, like fuck that. I'm not going to be married by 30. I'm going to be like a fucking artist. I'm going to be establishing myself. I'm going to be fucking doing the things that I want and being the person that I saw when I was a kid and I drew pictures of myself. You know what I mean? And I talk shit about growing up. You guys aren't going to know. I'm going to be a fucking incredible artist, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. I'm going to be doing that because love comes second to what I'm here for. Love comes second to purpose. I'm not here to be someone's wife. I'm here to remind people that they can fucking make it. They can do what they want. They can feel how they want. They can be who they want. And nobody else has a say in it, but you and God, it's it's divine order. And I feel like if I shortchange myself for love, I'd really be upset by the end of my life. Do you have the belief though, that you'll find someone that can, par- Definitely. That can parallel that so they can be on that exact same journey but you can be on the same journey together just separate. i think so i think i mean i don't think it'll always be peaches and creams but i think that i can define that person and that's why i'm not looking i'm like living as myself and hoping that i run into someone who reminds me of that why do you love frida Kahlo so much see i love frida Kahlo. i have a different respect for her she's like the ultimate idol for me it's one thing to be an artist and to know the way that the world views artists. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you have to be perfect. You have to be more beautiful, more like intelligent, more fucking spontaneous and like brilliant in ways than everyone else around you, or you can't exist in that realm. It's amazing to see someone accept the mediocrity of themselves. You know what I mean? To understand that at the end of the day, I'm just human and I have flaws. Um, My favorite thing about her is how she painted herself like with all of her flaws, like not ever perfect, not erasing anything she didn't like, but everything she saw and she only made it beautiful. And I think that's amazing. Like to take flaws and to take the things that are ugly in the world and make people understand and perceive them as normal. Now people get mad if you 
draw a photo of Frida Kahlo and you don't use her, put her mustache in, or you don't put the moles where they go, or you don't like make her eyes look or like her eyebrows look a certain way. Mm. It's like they want all of her perfect or imperfect. It's nice, I think. And that's why I like her so much because I'm like, I'm not trying to be perfect. I don't care about it. It's, it's never going to happen. If I change myself, I'm going to keep changing myself because there's no such thing as perfect. But if I can recognize the flaws that I have, and if I can try and beautify them naturally, if I can paint them in a way that makes you learn and makes you proud to have some of your own, then I'm happy. So what about this prospective nose job that we've spoke about before? I want a Somalian nose. <laughs> but if I really wanted would Frida it... Frida have got a nose job? Hell no. Exactly. But Grace Jones also would never have gotten a nose job because they don't give a shit about what people think of them. So what you're saying is that really your sensitive soul and you do care what people think about your no, nose? No, bitch. Because if I cared, by the way, no one tells me I need a nose job. I tell myself <laughs> that, okay? okay? And if I cared, I would have a nose job by now. Because I have a deviated septum and I'm supposed to have one, but I don't care. I All don't right. care that deeply, I guess. But I def recognize flaws. I once read that Frida Kahlo's uh, boyfriend cheated on her, so she slept with the woman that, yeah, he, that cheated he cheated on her, on her with. with. That sounds like something you do. Shut up. One, you don't know me. Two, don't give people negative. <laughs> don't give people negative ideas of things that I would do. I would probably do that like a hundred times out of a hundred. I would definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because maybe she loved him a lot. And like, there was a trust there. I guess like a cosign. It. If someone that you love so much is attracted to this girl, she must be pretty fucking awesome. So you want to try it yourself. Yeah. Or I'll want to do it better than him. But that's pretty much the angle I feel like she was coming from. Like, LOL, you cheat on me, I'll cheat on you better. And all those bitches loved her more. I'm going to think of a final question because I know you got plans. I know you're busy. Shut Let up. me see how long this has been, actually. I feel blessed to have had you in one room for so long. 37 minutes. This is a short episode. The way sometimes, like, I wish the microphones weren't on so I could just fuck you up. Like... You know I can edit this and make this sound like anything I <laughs> You're a piece of shit, Kane. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but no, yeah. Do you remember that time when we went for a meeting with your label? Oh, yeah. And they said that a really good idea for you to introduce your singing into the world, despite having all of these incredible songs on your hard drive. Mm-hmm was to do a Sam Smith cover. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is the fucking low of artistry. Is literally, it's so funny because I've only started to realize this and this is something that like I've never been on record saying, so it's funny. Um, I was doing a lot of songwriting for people. Like um, I had gone in on something Zane had done in London before I did Soho House, right? And everyone's like, oh my God, you're fucking phenomenal, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And so I started writing for all these people and I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, I've, what? Like, I had only realized that myself was a thing. You know what I mean? You know how like you want to do something and people say, no, 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 if the world's not ready for you yet. Like the world's not, you know, not open enough. Or mm. I've been told so many different things. Like, it's just not going to happen. People aren't going to get it. You're too dark. You're too this. You're too blah, 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 whatever. And then I find 
that I'm lending this self that people have all these criticisms for to everyone else and it's popping. You know what I mean? And so it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, wait, the fuck? I am good enough. I'm giving myself to things they can sell easily. You know what I mean? To manufactured fucks that like no one even thinks to look past the surface on because it's nothing. It's glass and it's fucking plaster. That's it. And I'm like, so I'm good enough when it's not me. I'm good enough when it's not real. But when it's attached to something that's real, when it's attached to something you know it comes from, it's scary for people. And so like, that's funny to me to even think back to now. And just I'm just like, hello fucking L. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me now. Like I, I've had so many people hit me up, like, oh, can you have can this person, this artist have that song, like this have this song? I'm like, fuck no. They can write their own shit. Like, fuck out of here. If I don't respect you as an artist, you cannot sing my shit. If I don't respect you as a person, you cannot talk to my shit, like talk through me, talk from my shit, speak from my shit, fuck out of here. If I respect you though, like I love Rihanna, I would give her millions of songs from here to, and some people might think Rihanna is surface. Some people might think Rihanna is one of those artists I'm talking about. Mm. Fuck no. I think I look at her and I see she's doing exactly what the fuck she wants to do. And I'm doing exactly what the fuck I want to do. And that's how we connect. And that's why I would give to her. And that's why I would give to Beyonce. And that's why I would give to so many people that I actually love, but I wouldn't give to people who are popping just because. doesn't matter. Like I said, everything has to do with choice. Teleport your mind or yourself back to Detroit, back to your cult, back to young rain. What would you tell her? That's crazy. I don't know. I think I would just, everything is going to be all right. I think in the end, like, you kind of learn to look past the pain and see the purpose in it. And if you could talk to yourself, you could walk yourself through everything, but it wouldn't matter because then you wouldn't get the experience. You wouldn't get to understand. You wouldn't come out of it stronger. You would come out of it knowing like someone gave you a hand. You have to suffer. Like you have to feel every ounce of pain until you understand that like, this is my whole shit now. Like, People are fucking flowers. Even the seeds have to see darkness for so long before the light breaks through and nourishes them enough that they can grow. You know what I mean? And at one point, you'll be below ground and you'll be buried and you'll feel like you're dead and you'll feel like no one cares about you and rain will hit you continuously. But once the light comes through, you're going to shoot up and realize you're in paradise with everyone else and you're in the field where you belong, you know? And so like, I guess I would just be like, nigga, fucking just keep going. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what happened. Just keep going. No, no insight though, because I think it's amazing that I've come to it with life. If you knew then what you know now, would you have started? What if I, would I have started singing and rapping and stuff? Would you have started? Yeah. Yeah, I would have, because it would have been amazing. It would have been the journey to come out and be like, shit. You know, my, my family and I had a horrible relationship for the past three years. My mother is upstairs. She makes me dinner every night. Ms. You know Monique. what I mean? <laughs> she, she's tight. We've, we've overcome the differences. We've overcome all of the traumas and shit like that. And it's like a genuine love. I feel love in my life for the first time. When I was young, I didn't know what love was. 
And now I just want to foster that, rehabilitate that, grow that, you know, like nurture myself. And I think it's cool. Did that take a lot of pride being swallowed for you to kind of reach out and get that yeah i told you humbling myself made me feel better about everything my ego is like it's still there because ego is always going to be a part of you but humility has taught me way more than my ego ever could like i was so blind with that at the forefront than my heart like i need i need things and sometimes i don't allow myself to have them because i'm afraid or I want to be angry, or I'm angsty, or I'm a bitch sometimes just for the fuck of it. But like moving that person out of the way and saying, hey, here's my heart. If you break it, if you burn it, if you do whatever with it, I know I can be all right, but I know what I need right now. And I don't care to say it. You don't speak to your mom for three whole years. Mm -hmm. What's the first thing that you say when you pick up the phone? I love you. And I'm sorry. Like, very, very sorry. I mean, my mom and I were at odds, but if two people are at odds, they both had something to do with it. You know what I mean? And I'm not perfect. And so if it has to come to me, like, again, sacrificing something to have my art, my mom is the only person who knows my soul for 24 years of my life. No matter what, who I've met in the past three years, nobody knows me past that point we met. She knows me in every way you can know a person. My brother knows me in every way you can know a person, as a friend, as a sister, as someone he's watched get into trouble, as someone he's watched run away and be like an idiot, you know what I mean? Only they can remind you of who you really are. And that's why it's like a family tree because the roots are all there. They'll always know where you started. And if, if there are two sides are willing to get better, then why not? Thanks why? for sitting down and talking to me, Rain. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Oh, thanks, mate. You can follow Angel Hayes at Angel Hayes and not like H A Y E S. No, no, no. H A Z E. Did I say Z? Z. 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 H A Z. Wow, do I have a lisp? A little bit. Wow, I didn't even notice that. That's so unfortunate, literally. Wow, anyway, but yeah, Angel Hayes on everything, on everything, on everything. Even on your mom sometimes. No, just kidding. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> click follow click subscribe click repost click the little love heart mm -hmm. click your friends who would appreciate some insightful conversation um and just you know do good be good spread good and goodbye bye